Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. With me this morning is my colleague Brandon Russell. We are delighted to be joined in our virtual studio by Nick Lythe, founder and president of Green Angel Syndicate. Hello and welcome, Nick. Hello, Jack. Good to have you with us. And we've got lots to talk about. So I'm going to hand over to Brandon and let's jump in and, uh, and chat. Hi, Nick. So yeah, first question we've got here is, what are the origins of Green Angel Syndicate? Why was it founded and what was it founded to do? It, it was founded in 2013 uh, as an experiment. Uh, I, at the time, was working for an applied research institute that was specialising in uh, applied research on innovations in resource use technologies. That meant uh, energy, water, uh, recycling, uh, waste uh, waste and recycling, of course, um, food and agriculture, uh, and transport as well. Uh, so that Applied Research Institute was looking at a lot of new technologies. Uh, I was frustrated by the inability to actually commercialize them, uh, and nobody was picking them up and, and, and taking them on to commercial exploitation. So I set up an angel syndicate in 2013 uh, to specialize in these kind of technologies. Uh, I called it Green Angel Syndicate and said it would be the first in the UK to specialize uh, in investments of benefit to the green economy. Uh, 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 and I, I carried on working, of course, uh, running the Applied Research Institute. The experiment was successful. Uh, and I started to see how much potential there was uh, in running an investment syndicate specializing in this kind of area. Uh, I thought it was incredibly needed uh, because nobody else was doing it and because the technologies weren't coming through that were, were, were required to exploit these different areas. So around about 2014, 2015, I started to think, well, I will concentrate on this. Uh, and I then realized that I'd got the model wrong. And so I relaunched it in 2017 using a different company structure. Uh, and that was and, and that was when we really started concentrating on it. And we, we, I got a team together and we started to develop from there. Uh, and that, that was really when it started to become successful. That's fantastic. Um, so, Nick, I think probably the listeners will be interested in knowing a little bit more about what climate change investing actually is and how does it differ from climate tech, clean tech, ESG, sustainable and impact investing? It's, it's much more focused. Climate change is much simpler to describe than all of the others that you just mentioned, uh, which need explaining. Climate change is a consequence of carbon concentrations in the atmosphere. Uh, and the, the carbon concentrations in the atmosphere are what causes the globe to warm. The warming of the globe are what causes the climate to change. The changes in the climate are what is causing the planet we live on, slowly and gradually, to, or not so slowly, to become uninhabitable. That's the problem. Right. Are you what, 30 seconds to explain? Investment in the fight against that is investment in anything that uh, addresses the um, um, makes a meaningful difference to this uh, significant concentrations of carbon in the atmosphere. It is as simple as that. So what are those? They are, if you look at the energy sector, we've got to replace gas boilers. That's the single biggest cause of carbon emissions in the UK. How? We need innovation. How do we get innovation? We need investment. Uh, it's it's investment in the innovations that are 
required in order to develop an affordable replacement for gas boilers. At the moment, the government thinks those are going to be air source heat pumps, but air source heat pumps don't work at the moment. I mean, they work, but they don't work well enough or economically enough. They're not viable as a replacement. Um, there are other replacements for gas boilers, but the same applies. No, none of them are yet viable economically uh, or, or in terms of, of being efficient enough in the way they work. Um, so that's one. Uh, insulation is an interesting one. We need a lot of innovation and insulation. If, if the uh, Conservative government in 2013 had followed through its, its declared uh, policies of supporting home insulation, instead of uh, pulling the rug on them, which was what George Osborne did in 2013, we now would have a much better insulated housing stock, which would mean that the energy usage uh, expected this winter would be much lower and the problems of, of spiraling costs would be much less. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so once again, we need innovation to, to, to develop the right forms of insulation and do it quickly uh, so that we can do that now. So the, the, I, 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 it's clear, these are practical problems which require practical solutions, which require investment. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. So Nick, how is climate change investing performing in the face of the economic crisis bringing pressure to bear on investment levels throughout the sector? Well, well, well I, I'm, going to, I'm, going to, um, I'm going to start by um, blowing um, our own trumpet um, by saying that, that we're doing well. Uh, so we're now up to um, 32 companies in our portfolio uh, and 18, 18 out of those companies have raised at higher valuations, uh, up to some of them up to 12 times the valuation at which we invested, and not one has failed. That's an incredibly important thing for us. We're a purpose-driven company, uh, and our purpose is to fight climate change, and we can't fight climate change if we make investments in companies that go bust. Uh, the, so um, we're very proud of that. We've had one exit, uh, and that was a three times um, uplift, which is good. Uh, but we've also got um, companies that we've identified early, uh, companies like um, Nature Metrics, Rovco, QLM. I won't explain what they all are, but but they, the, all those three have been later backed by institutional heavyweights such as Barclays and Legal and General, which, and that shows how well we've selected our deals uh, and indeed how we help our portfolio companies to the next level. So specifically in terms of Green Angel Syndicate, uh, Brandon, it's doing well. Uh, generally, uh, the climate change sector, or the, let's call it all the climate tech, the wider climate tech sector, the green sector, um, whatever uh, name you choose to give it, is also performing well, although the wider, the, the wider investment world is now performing quite badly. Uh, and the, the reason why it's performing well is because we need to do it. There is a lot of money available to do it. You know, in many ways, the problem for all of us who are interested in this sector is getting the right projects to, to, to invest in. It's a shortage of projects rather than a shortage of money. That's the problem. But we think this sector will continue to prosper uh, and it will, it, it will be a, a very attractive uh, area for investment. In, in the in the medium to long term. 
and the short term. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, you know, it's so topical for everyone. Um, you know, everyone seems to have finally garnered the support for this particular green energy um, systems. Uh, so that's really good to hear. So with that in mind, Nick, the changes that were done to SEIS uh, in the mini budget, the budget that wasn't a budget, whatever we're going to call it, um, and, you know, the lifting of the sunset clause, the EIS, will that help, do you think, move, move, move things along? Yes, it's great. I mean, in, in, in a budget that's caused such an enormous controversy and political turmoil, uh, it, it, it's something that, that they deserve credit for. Uh, I mean, it, it, this doesn't bear, of course, on climate change in any way. It is what it does bear on is business creation, uh, generically, but, but but that's a good thing, you know. We want we want uh, business creation. We want jobs job creation. Uh, it, we we need it to keep the economy fueled. Uh, in particular, we need it in our sector, so that makes it a, 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 a double blessing as far as we're concerned. But extending SEIS and, and dropping, as I understand it, they have completely dropped the sunset clause. Um, it is uh, a thoroughly positive thing. It's a jolly good incentive to get involved in this, in what is, let's face it, a very high risk asset class. Um, but it's also a very attractive asset class. It's what the economist Nicholas Taleb calls an asymmetric upside, and there's no other investment like it. Um, you can, you can, um, uh, you know exactly what the downside is. You can lose everything you invest. But you haven't the faintest idea what the upside it could be, uh, and it could be anything. It's 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 better than it's it's better than casinos or. or <laughs> I mean, if you go into the casino or you go to the to the to the track side, you know what the odds are. They might be fantastic. They might be hundred to one, but you know what they are. You're not going to get better than hundred to one, uh, or well, you might in a casino, but you you still know what the odds are. With an angel investment, you don't know what the upside uh, upside it could potentially be. It is completely asymmetric, which is very exciting. It is. It is very exciting. And on on that exciting note, I think that's probably a good point to end. Nick, we're absolutely thrilled that you could take the time to talk to us today, um, and uh, for sharing your insights. And from us, thanks very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research, and whatever necessary, legal advice, should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.